Welcome to Living Lit, where conversations spark inspiration to live in truth. Journey together with us to explore what it means to live a liturgical life and walk in the truth of our faith. Let's instill a culture in our hearts, homes, families, and world, living a life cooperating with and walking alongside our Lord. I'm Robin Brueggemann. Let's be a light, share the light, shine the light, and live lit. In today's episode, I have Sister Emily from the PES Sisters here in the diocese coming to talk to us about the life of a sister, of a religious sister, and what specifically their order is bringing to us for gifts and ways they can help us to grow in our faith. So Sister Emily, thank you so much for coming in today. Will you tell a little bit about yourself, like where are you actually from Mm -hmm. before becoming a sister? And uh, yeah, can you introduce yourself with that? Yes. Thank you, Robin. It's so great to be here. Um, yeah, I'm excited to to share. Uh, but my name is Sister Emily Severson, and I am originally from Blaine, Minnesota. So it's a suburb of the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Born and raised there, so I'm a Midwest um, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, grew up in Minnesota, but I um, went to college in Iowa, mm-hmm. and I studied nursing there. And so then after that, I worked actually as a pediatric nurse for almost seven years wow. until, yeah, I discovered my call, mm-hmm. uh, which has been wonderful. And um, I've been with the Sisters of Proclesi Sancta for uh, almost six years. And yeah, I professed my first vows uh, about a year and a half ago, um, which has been such a blessing. And then I got assigned my first um, ministry, which was coming here to Sioux Falls. And, you know, I hadn't really ever been to Sioux Falls that I could remember. Oh, wow. So I had no <laughs> idea what to expect. Yeah. Um, but the sisters were telling me that it's a very special diocese. It's a special place. So I was really excited um, to come and to see yeah, what the Lord had here. Yeah. Well, we're so glad that your first ministry assignment has mm-hmm. been in Sioux Falls and mm-hmm. that we've been getting to know you. It's such a blessing. So you said what the P-E-S stands for. You said it really fast, but it's Pro Ecclesia Sancta. Yes. What does that mean? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, it took my mom a while to <laughs> be able to pronounce it. Um, so it's all good. But we, um, so it's Latin. It means okay. for the Holy Church. Oh. Yes, for the Holy okay. Church. So Pro Ecclesia Sancta. Okay. P-E-S. Yep. So quite often if people in the diocese um, see like something advertising for where you're going to be or, you know, you speak like on here, might say PES, but that's what it stands for. So tell us what um, the order, like your specific order. So each um, religious order kind of has their little charism or like gift that is their gift to give, right? Or invite people into with their ministry mission. What is your charism in your order? Yes. So... So Pro Ecclesia Sancta, and it's and we're an ecclesial family as well. So that's something that's unique. So an ecclesial family, what is that? Well, mm-hmm. so it's made up of priests, religious brothers, and religious sisters. And that, I have to be honest, is something that really attracted me to to the order. Um, yeah, just receiving spiritual formation and, and sacraments from the priests, and then um, spiritual. Um, motherhood from the sisters and um yeah so that that was a great gift to receive that um and so 
And we also have a lay movement, a part of our um, order as well, um, which I was a part of. Um, so that before you felt the call to be a sister? Yes. Or, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was a part of the lay movement. And, um, but we are, so our charism, uh, which is to live and promote holiness in the church. So again, what does that mean? You know, yeah. um, because of course we're all called to be holy. And I, I had this desire to be holy. Like I wanted to be holy. Um, and before I met the the priests and the, and the religious sisters, I, I thought it was like impossible. I was like, well, I am a working um, nurse. Like I don't have time to pray all day. I don't have time to like read. I mean, how, how do I become holy? Like if I don't have time, like I was making all these excuses and I didn't even understand what holiness was. But then I was hearing from the priests, from the sisters that like holiness is simply doing God's will with joy and and saying yes to him in every moment. And I was like, wait a minute. I it was like I was hearing it for the first time in my life that like this is something I could do even even as a nurse. I wasn't even thinking about religious life at the time. I just had this desire to be holy and 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 so I realized, wow, it's it's just even doing the things that like I don't really want to do and and doing them like out of out of love for the Lord. And so that's um, basically what our charism is, is to help others become holy. And and of course, um, we're all called to be holy no matter what age we are. And so that is a great gift, too, is we get to work with with really little ones and and to, to the elderly, I mean, and and families and yeah. It, it's been a great gift to, to be able to to work with all different ages and something also um, that flows from our charism is is a deep deep devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which is is where holiness flows from is is from Jesus's heart, and so that was also um, a great gift to receive and and that's kind of what a charism is it, it's it's from the Holy Spirit and it just like I said when I was hearing this message of holiness from the priests and the sisters it just clicked in my heart, in my soul, like, because I'm a nurse and there, there's lots of sisters who, who do nursing, you know, so you would think like, why didn't I go look for orders that do nursing? Um, but it, it's beyond that. Like a charism is even beyond that. It's um, beyond like even on a natural level, like what um, what we do. It, it, it goes um, deeper than that. And so, um, yeah, so our charism is is basically to help um, everyone be reminded of their call to be holy, of that they have a home waiting for them in heaven, and that is our ultimate goal in life. And we're all called to be saints. Like, that's why God created us. Yes, for sure he did. And that's a good reminder for everybody to know that, mm -hmm. that it's not just for some people. No. Everyone is invited into mm -hmm. um, holiness, but to be a saint. Um and I love how you, you know, your charism, like you all, so they're year one of four sisters in our Sioux Falls Diocese yes, right now. Correct. And anytime I run into any of you or a couple of you at a time, you know, if you're whether you're by yourself or you're the four of you together, this you you just give off this joyful hope. Like you like it's so beautiful. I see Christ just so alive and um just like flowing from you ladies. And it's so obvious then that you are living that charism, that you are, you know, when you meet and you interact with other people, you know, out at church or just at Hobby Lobby, I run into you guys at Hobby Lobby, getting craft supplies, you know, wherever it is, um, just interacting with you too, there's like this draw 
to want what you ladies have, like this joyful disposition, and that that comes from the Lord. Like so, that carries that gift is a gift from the Lord. Yes, it is so the Lord. You have all the Lord. <laughs> that that is your. Um, that's how you want to help others mm-hmm. is growing in that holiness. So I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people wonder. So if they see you out and about, so I guess like, you know I've seen you out and about. Other people see you about. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in the schools mm-hmm. here in the Sioux Falls diocese, not just in the city, but also going out into the other cities within our diocese. You're at the different parishes, mm-hmm. um, whether you're attending mass or maybe you're hosting, you're putting on something for that particular parish. And I think people wonder, can we go talk to them? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because there's like this um, curiosity mm-hmm. behind, like, what what's the life of a sister mm-hmm. like? And can we approach them? Can we talk to them? And that's why I really wanted to bring an awareness mm-hmm. to your order. And so when people are seeing you ladies out and about, that they know, yes, we can go talk to them. And um, and that you guys love visiting. You love visiting with the people of the diocese and beyond. Mm-hmm. So um, will you tell us a little bit about what the life of a sister looks like? Because I think a lot of, like, there's that curiosity. So tell us, like, yes. um, give us an example of, like, a day. And I know your days vary. Yes. Your ladies have a very active yes. schedule. Yes. What's it kind of, what's the life of a sister look like? Because there's three things we can be called to as women. Yes. That God has um, a plan for each of mm-hmm. us. We're either called to be single, to be married, or called to the religious life. Mm-hmm. The relig- religious life being that of a sister or a nun. Um, or it could be, you know, called, I suppose, into like the single um, consecrated life. Would that be together with religious life or separate? Would that be single? I don't know. The consecrated, like, but not joining a religious order. Yes, that that would be separate. That would be another yeah. thing. So uh, anyways, yeah. these are things that women yeah. are called to. And so yes. the other reason we want to talk about what's the life of a sister look like, yeah. because maybe you feel like you have like a little um, nudging or calling, but maybe you have a daughter or a sister or a granddaughter or a goddaughter that um, might be interested in knowing. So yes. what does the life of a sister yes. entail? Yes, yes. And thank you for bringing up that that call, too. I think that's very important um, to even become aware of that, that God from all eternity has a plan for each one of us. Mm-hmm. He has a, a special purpose, a special call for us. And, and some of us, He is calling to just be His and only His. And some of us, He's calling to, to be to be married to an, an earthly spouse and to raise children and and to be holy, become holy by, by doing that or to be a consecrated single. Um, he has a special call and purpose for each of us and it's gonna look different. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's something that we, we never thought would ever happen. Um, uh, in particular for myself, I never imagined that I would become a sister. Um, I, yeah, was very drawn t- to marriage and, and the idea of marriage and and um, living a life of holiness through that. Um, but then actually wanting to, to respond more generously to the Lord, to, to actually give him a chance and actually ask him, like, what is your purpose for my life? I've actually never told, I've never asked you that. Like, I've, I've shared with you what I want, but I've never actually asked you what you want for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important for each um, young man, young woman um, to really ask the Lord that and and to not be afraid because to know that he's created us um, for freedom. He's created us for to experience the fullness of love with him. And so as a consecrated uh, religious, which is what I am and, and what I was called to, um, so being consecrated means to be set apart. 
So to be set apart for, for God alone. And so that's what consecrated religious are. They're set apart for God alone. And so they live a life um, as spouses of, of Christ. And um, they <laughs> they give themselves to him and, and in service of the church. And so um, they ha- live this life um, more detached from the world and more attached to the things of, of Christ and, and of heaven. And, um, and so, yeah, living that day to day looks, looks very different. <laughs> it looks very different for us because, uh, we, we call ourselves, um, contemplatives in action. So, yeah. so what does that mean? So we, um, we pray, we pray and we guard our prayer lives over anything. Um, our, our two holy hours a day, uh, we do one in the morning and one in the evening and we never compromise those. <laughs> Um, and so, but then we're also very active. We're very active in the schools, in the community, um, wherever we're called to serve. And so we bring that with us. We bring our prayer life with us so that we can be spiritual mothers to, to all those we encounter. And, um, so uh, yeah, our day-to-day life looks, looks very different. Um, but we always, um, make sure that we attend mass every day and receive, um, the sacraments um we yeah the eucharist is is the foundation of our life as well um and we um yeah we pray the rosary together and um, our community life is very important to us as well so our meals are always shared in community which is a great gift because it's a great opportunity for us to really share about how god has been working throughout our day or share stories um especially funny stories from the kids (laughs) we always love uh sharing those with each other um but yeah we just like a family would share their meals together and and um, we also share our meals together and um, yeah, our day-to-day ministry looks different. Um, we spend a lot of time, we serve at a Gorman uh, junior high and high school. And so a lot of our time is spent um, there with the students, uh, which we really enjoy. Um, and so we'll do different ministries. And then sometimes in the evening, we'll visit um, the universities, uh, different Bible studies there, or um, some of the parishes invite us to their faith formation programs, um, or even... Um, other adult Bible studies we attend. So our evenings also um, can revolve around different ministries as well. Um, But, and then weekends too, we um, lead retreats, lead retreats for families, for young adults, um, for the high schoolers. Um, So it, it all, it all depends to be honest. So you're in the schools. You also are in some of the, um, I think you try to hit most of the parochial schools. Yes, yes. And for even the younger kids too, right? Yes. And we, some of them even like the sacramental side. Like we do, yeah. Right? With the second graders. Yes, with the second graders. So we go in and we make it a point um, throughout the year to visit each grade, each grade from each school, oh, nice. which is is really okay. great because then when we do see them out in the community, they they do, they come up to us and they they share with Fun. us and they remember about um, oh. that the time that we were with them. Um, yeah, it's a really, it's a special opportunity to to get to know um, all the kids. Yeah, yeah. I love that they have the opportunity to mm-hmm. see real religious sisters mm-hmm. fully habited mm-hmm. and um, get to interact with you mm-hmm. and see the lives that you lead and mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. and that you have dedicated your life to mm-hmm. our Lord. I think it shows them, well, that sisters are a real thing mm-hmm. and that they could choose, you know, mm-hmm. that God could be calling them to that life as well. Yes. Then also what they learn from you um, it's just so beautiful that they have that opportunity mm-hmm. because not every 
school has that opportunity to have sisters. And it's such a blessing um, just to have your presence here. And um, I've talked to you before about um, how like you, your order is not, teaching is not the charism, mm -hmm. but you help people to grow in holiness. Mm -hmm. So you are in the classrooms and yes. in the schools. Mm -hmm. You're not so much like teaching like the class. Mm -hmm. You just um, have topics or um, like, I don't want to say like a lesson, right? You just, you, have, mm -hmm. like, a, you pop in and you just speak on some sort of a faith related yeah. thing, basically, right? Yes. So we, just to help them experience our Lord. Our Lord, yes. Faith. So yeah. So we do, yeah, we pop into some of the, the classrooms and maybe do um, like share testimony about our vocation or, or even share about um, what a vocation is or the call, um, what what that looks like um, from the Lord and experiencing that. Uh, but we also lead like small groups with the high school um, girls and at the junior high as well. We work alongside the campus ministers and also the priests, the chaplains there. Um, and uh, provide yeah retreats, um, day retreats uh, with the junior high um, students. We also uh, do like Fridays are our campus ministry day, so we do a lot of fun games um, and then faith teaching as well. And by campus, do you mean college or at O'Gorman? Oh, at O'Gorman, yeah, okay. at O'Gorman, okay. yeah, okay, yeah, awesome. And you also had mentioned to me at one point that you even do some ministry with the teachers. We do. That yes. is so beautiful. So yes. what does that mean that you? do things with the teachers. <laughs> yes, yeah. So with um, we have a faith-based formation program that we provide for for the principals of the O'Gorman School District okay. and um, along with the, the central office as well, uh, just, um, yeah, providing that, that faith aspect, that um, growing it in virtue. Um, we all need it. We all need it, not just for the students because we're teaching the students, but we all also need formation um, in every state of life. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's been a great gift to get to know them personally too. And sure. I think that's been like the greatest gift is just to spend each month with them and getting to know them. And um, yeah, because we could visit their schools a lot too, um, but it's great to just see them um, from a month to month basis yeah. as well. It's such a beautiful thing that you yeah. have something even for the teachers mm -hmm. and the principals. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, so another question I have is, are you actually cloistered and what does a cloistered um sister or nun what what does that mean because people have heard the word cloister yes and are you since you're out and about and we can talk with you yes yes that's a great question it is because so there's even like a difference in the, the terminology of that okay so um like for instance You've heard probably none, none, yes, and yep. religious sister. Yep. And so a nun. <laughs> yep, a nun. Yep. And so I am a religious sister. Okay. Uh, because I am active. I'm like contemplative in action. So okay. I'm out in the community. Um, religious sisters are bringing God's love and mercy to individuals they encounter on a day to day basis. Okay. And then a nun would be. Uh, a consecrated uh, religious that is living in the cloistered convent, meaning okay. that they have been called to this very um, kind of seclusive relationship um, with the Lord, and and um, they are not in the world right anymore, okay. like out yep. in the world. Um, okay. They, it's a very great gift to the church that these. Um, these cloistered religious sisters are 
praying. They're praying for us. They're praying for the church. They're praying for the world. Um, and they're, so they're not face-to-face um, with, with um, interacting with people, but they are, are praying right. um, okay. for us. And so they do not come out. That's where uh, that's the term cloistered. Yeah. And where a nun uh, then isn't yeah. interacting in public. Yeah. Okay. Interacting in public. Yes. That's good clarification. Yes. So yes. are you, so you're not cloistered then or are you? So we're not. You're not. No. Nope. Okay. I wasn't sure if like it, if just like, cause you have your own home. We'll yeah. Is it a monastery? Con- convent. Convent. Yeah. So what's there between a convent and a monastery? Like what makes a convent? A convent and a monastery a monastery. You know, (laughs) that's a great question. I don't know. Like a convent's like on the sound of music, right? (laughs) Is that a convent? I don't know. Okay. So what do you call, you just have your home? Is your home here a convent? So where you live? (laughs) Yes. I mean, it is, it's a, it's a home um, that has become like a sacred place. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a a tabernacle. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it had like the official term for one of the two, like a monastery or a convent. But I, you guys do have a special place where you live, which is set apart and sacred. <laughs> yeah, have a chapel and all that. So it's yes, yeah, it's yes, okay, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk another time on what a convent might be, because I was wondering, right? That's the difference between the two. But yeah. Anyway, so um, let me think here. Um, okay, what's an example of how you help people live in holiness? What are some examples? Well, that's other a- than the students, yeah, teachers, yes. That's a great question. So, so it could be like offering your retreats. Yes, offering yeah. our retreats. Okay. Um, so we we offer retreats. Uh, we've all, we've done family retreats, which has been yes. I think I attended one. Was that last yes. spring? Yes, with my daughter and yes. granddaughter. Yes, yes, okay. that was great. Yep. Okay, so that's um, a family retreat. Yes, because we really noticed that holiness also comes from the family life, mm-hmm. and so we love providing that for families, yeah. and so. We also enjoy um, splitting up the family throughout the day as well, like mm-hmm. providing catechesis for the children mm-hmm. in, in ways that can reach them. Yeah. And then also, um, yeah, sharing with the parents on their call to holiness. And mm-hmm. and that's the day-to-day life, like mm-hmm. the, I don't know, doing the dishes or picking your child up from school or taking your children to their sports, helping them with their homework, feeding them, all the, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the pa- parental um like response tasks and responsibilities, yeah. But um, they can be elevated on a supernatural level if we do them out of love, not only for our children, but out of love for the Lord. And that's what uh, we know love is. It's sacrificial. Yeah. It's um, And so it's choosing to love the Lord and to glorify Him um, in those actions mm-hmm. as well, uh, which brings, um, yeah, harmony and love into the family as well. And so we also teach the kids to obey your parents when they <laughs> ask you to make your bed and you don't want to, um, or just you know those little things when you want to play more video games, but your mom needs help setting the table, or your little sibling needs help getting something and you don't want to help them. It's just those like things, you know, those natural things that really challenge us sometimes um, so to love um, people to look at those moments different yes like taking ordinary things and making them a little more extraordinary yes. because we're offering them in a different way it is for thinking way. of the lord yeah and serving him yeah while we're serving our family and, exactly because yeah like when we look at the lives of the saints they didn't become saints 
necessarily by doing like these huge things. They, you really read about them and you see the struggles they had, the daily struggles they faced and the, the simple tasks they had to complete each day. But what made them saints is they, they said yes to God out of joy, out of love for him every day. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me think that it's, we can look at wanting to be holy like it's this huge, it is, it is huge, but almost like unachievable. Mm-hmm. But if we think of it as every moment, mm-hmm. choosing to make that moment holy. Yes. It sounds like that's kind of, you know, just bre- helping people maybe break down mm-hmm. looking at the moments, the opportunities, the responsibilities, all the things we're doing in a day and turning those moments into holy moments helps us then to kind of have that ripple effect out that then we are turning our life more into a holy centered life. Mm-hmm. And then that helps us on the way to heaven. Exactly. When it's like just moment by moment. Exactly. And that reminds me of a good point too, is that it is true. Like holiness is is unachievable, like on our own. Like we can't, right. no matter how right. hard we try, we can't. We can't do we it can't without do it alone, God. Right. And so it's that recognition too that like I can't do anything without yeah. without the Lord. Like not even a good thought. You know, it's right, like the, right. that realization that we yeah. need Him for everything. So to to really beg Him for for the strength, for the courage, for the grace to to become holy, to invite yeah. Him into your life, your day to day life. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out because yeah, we mm-hmm. cannot achieve it without Him. Mm-hmm. We yeah, need to cooperate with him and yes. partner with him yes. and have him lead us mm-hmm. to that. And one of the things we're going to have you do is come back for another episode and we're going to talk about prayer, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that is a way we can really become more holy people yes. through prayer. And so you'll be coming back to talk with us about that. Yes. And um, I'm really excited about that. So but before we go, I do want to, um, so you have retreats from time to time yes. that are offered throughout the diocese. Sometimes yes. a different parish will have one, like I attended an adoration retreat. Yeah. Um, in the last month, yes. where you sisters put on it was absolutely great. And that was all centered around Eucharistic adoration. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have different themed retreats, like you said, the family retreats. How could someone find out what you have? Do you have anything that shows like, okay, here's what we have coming up? Or is it more kind of a word of mouth? Yeah. We're just seeing in different people's bulletins right now. Yes. Yeah. I would say like bulletins or word of mouth, or we usually would share um, like an invite or okay. make a flyer yep. or, or something along those lines. Okay. And then another thing you have coming up probably in the next couple of few months would be the mother-daughter tea. Yeah. Is there a date for that? Yeah. Because that is something you offer for the diocese. Yes. It does fill up. Yes. It so does if someone wants to come, up. I've been there, but it's so delightful. And it's yes. a day with the sisters, but with your mother or your daughters, your grandmother or your godmother, mm-hmm. um, a spiritual mother in your life that's close to you, like mm-hmm. a friendly person that you see as a motherly person. Um, that is a great event, and that is open to everybody. Yes. So do you know the date for that? Well, it hasn't been finalized. Okay, not yet. finalized yet. So something they could watch for. Yes, yes. It will be okay. in September. So oh, September. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I was thinking it was more spring. But okay, yes. perfect. So there's some time to for people to be thinking, oh, I want to go. Yes. And be watching, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. a great event to get, her, yes. get to interact with you. We love that. Yeah. We love that event. So if someone wants to get in touch with you and your Mm -hmm. sisters here in Sioux Falls, how can they get in touch with you? That's a great question. Like is email best? Then we will just connect the email onto this show. Yes. Would that be the best way to get in touch with you? Yes. So if you have questions for Sister Emily or her three other sisters Mm -hmm. that are her sisters here in in the city of Sioux Falls, um, we will connect the email below. Or um, you can sure message me too and I can uh, reach out to them too. So thank you, sister, for coming in today and giving us um, 
just like a glimpse into the life of a sister and yes. helping us understand some of the terminology there and helping us to see what your um, your religious order does here in the city. So thank you for all you do yes. to help all of us grow in holiness. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a joy to be with you and it's a joy to be here. And yeah, if and we would love to say hello to anyone um out mm -hmm. out in the public, whoever sees us, we love encountering yes. um, anyone and everyone. Yes. So run and track them down and you see them in the parking lot. Please, please do. Please <laughs> do. We would love to meet yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. you. You guys are always great out and about. So thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Until next time, we'll see ya. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to like, subscribe, and share Living Lit and reach out with topics you'd like tackled at livinglit at sfcatholic.org. And be the light, shine the light, share the light, and live lit.